Welcome to the Bazgrim TV audio archive. Bazgrim TV is a YouTube channel focused on socially charged MMORPGs, specifically Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, which is an upcoming MMO that emphasizes community and cooperation. Now let me tell you right off the bat that I am not affiliated with the developers in any way. I am just a longtime fan of the game, and I believe that Pantheon is an important part of the future of the genre, so I want to tell you everything I've learned from my years of following its development. So, this podcast is where we go way back in the YouTube catalog to revisit some of my best videos in audio form only. That way, you can listen to them anywhere you go. In this episode, I unpacked a common comparison. Pantheon versus EverQuest 1. People have been comparing these two games for years, and it's really not hard to figure out why, since Brad McQuaid played a large part in the creation of both of them. So yes, of course we can expect some similarities. But upon closer inspection, there are also a lot of important differences. So I think that begs the question, can Pantheon really be considered a true spiritual successor to EverQuest? You're listening to the Bazgrim TV Audio Archive. I always like to start off by defining the relevant terms. So let's go to the most infallible source of information on the internet, Wikipedia. Wikipedia defines a spiritual successor as, quote, a successor to a work of fiction which does not build upon the storyline established by a previous work, as do most traditional prequels or sequels, yet features many of the same elements, themes, and styles as its source material, thereby resulting in it being related or similar in spirit to its predecessor, end quote. Now, right off the bat, this actually sounds pretty applicable, but let's start at the beginning and break it down a bit. Pantheon is definitely a work of fiction that does not share any of the storyline or lore of EverQuest, Vanguard, or any other game. In fact, in this thread on the official Pantheon forums, Justin Gerhardt, also known as Astulame, who's the lead writer for Pantheon, says that he has never actually even played EverQuest, and intentionally stays away from it as much as he can, so that it doesn't influence his work too much. Instead, he looks to real-world history as the primary inspiration for the lore of Terminus. Any similarities, then, with the lore of Norath are therefore sheer coincidence. Now, of course, Norath would have had to have drawn its own inspiration from somewhere as well, so it's possible that in some rare cases, they are both just ultimately inspired by the same historical source, since there's really nothing new under the sun. So, it's clear that Pantheon doesn't actually share any of the same lore as EverQuest. And personally, I think that's a good thing. As much as I love Norath, I think it's time for a completely new world with a new story for us to explore. Not to mention the fact that EverQuest is still its own intellectual property owned by a completely different company. But if Pantheon truly wants to be a rebirth of the genre, it's best to start off with a completely fresh slate. So I think Visionary Realms made the right call here to be bold and blaze a new trail rather than playing it safe and bouncing off something more familiar. So let's take a look at the second half of that definition again. Quote, features many of the same elements, themes, and styles as its source material, thereby resulting in it being related or similar in spirit to its predecessor, end quote. 
Here are just a few of the key ways that Pantheon is resurrecting game design philosophies that made the MMORPG genre so great to begin with. Number one, focus on community. Community is the lifeblood of Pantheon. If you really get down to it, creating real friendships with people online is what MMOs are all about. But for some reason, recent games have fundamentally drifted away from that. But in Pantheon, the vast majority of content will be designed for grouping, and each class will have a very specific role with various strengths and weaknesses. When you play your class well, it'll be noticeable, but you'll still need other classes to make up for what you lack. So you'll have to actually interact with people in order to advance. Now surfers will be sized in such a way that allows for enough people to play with, but also small enough so that you'll see some of those same names popping up several times. This means that how you treat those people will actually have a serious effect on your ability to progress, for better or for worse. Number two, a home, not a game. One word that almost always comes up when talking about Pantheon is immersion. And that's the idea that Terminus is designed from the ground up to feel more like an actual world that you can call home and less like just a game. For example, one of the ways that they're doing this is giving each race their own starting city. Some of the best stories, in my opinion, come from someone making a dangerous trip across the entire world just so that they can group with their friend of a different race at a low level. Along those same lines is that there will be very limited fast travel in Terminus. There will be some ground mounts, but they'll probably be quite hard to get, and there will be a few forms of teleportation although you'll probably have to actually physically walk to that location before you can teleport to it. Plus, there will be no flying mounts that would allow you to just bypass all the ground content. All of these things make the world feel a lot bigger and give you more accomplishments to work toward. And that brings me to number three, a sense of accomplishment. Pantheon will break the trend of games making it feasible to reach max level like two days after creating a new character. It aims to be a world that has enough content to give you things to do for months and years, and a big part of that is slowing down the leveling process, but at the same time, making it more fun. This means leveling feels much more rewarding and decreases the perception that the real game is at max level. Of course, that's not to say that there won't be rewarding things to do at max level, but there's really no reason to put all of the worthwhile things at this so-called endgame. And it's also worth mentioning that when you get a new item, you can be sure that it won't just be replaced a few hours later. A lot of games seem to forget that having to actually work for what you have while solving problems along the way really amplifies the satisfaction you get afterward, especially when you're doing it with friends. And those are the kinds of memories that really stick with you. So here's the clincher. How is Pantheon actually different from its predecessors? In other words, what are the ways that Pantheon is looking to bring some new life to this style of game, and do things that you may have never seen before? Well, right on Pantheon's website, there's a section called the Pantheon Difference that highlights some of the primary things that sets Pantheon apart from other games, both classic and modern. And while this is a good overview, I just want to expand on a few prime examples worth mentioning. Number one, truly player versus environment. 
In most games, player versus environment, or PvE, usually just means that you'll be fighting NPC creatures as opposed to other players. But Pantheon is taking the term a bit more literally. This combines the idea of making Terminus a living, breathing world, while also making it more challenging. For one thing, there will be a climbing system that allows for more vertical exploration on many surfaces. But what goes up must come down, so you'll often need to respect your surroundings and make sure that you don't accidentally fall to your death. And more importantly, there will be climates, which are natural effects such as extreme cold, extreme heat, or high winds, and atmospheres, which are magical effects such as anti-gravity or supernatural darkness. These are permanent parts of the world itself and not tied to any particular mob. They can cover anywhere from a small area to an entire zone. So in order to adventure effectively, you'll have to plan for how you're going to deal with these obstacles in addition to what you're actually going to be fighting. Number two, tactical combat. Pantheon's combat system will be tab target based, but that doesn't mean you'll always be able to just sit back and watch your character auto attack with the occasional button press thrown in. Combat will be quite tactical, but at the same time, it won't require the reflexes of a pro Counter-Strike player. It'll be somewhere in the middle of those two extremes. That means that you'll be reacting to what the mobs are doing, changing position, and occasionally using abilities such as Silent Arrow that might require a little more finesse. But there'll still be enough downtime in between fights to catch up with your friends and plan for the next battle. So as you can see, Pantheon's combat system is a unique blend of multiple styles of combat. This means that when I said earlier that the leveling will probably be a little slower than most modern games, that doesn't mean that it'll just be a mindless grind. Each encounter will be challenging and dynamic. The disposition system in Pantheon allows for NPCs to be much more intelligent, because that's definitely an area that MMOs have been lacking in for a very long time. You won't be able to just use the same exact strategy over and over again, and that will make those accomplishments even more satisfying. And number three, the perception system. This is in a way part of what makes Terminus feel more like a world and less like a game, but it also takes it a step further. Rather than always having to go up and talk to NPCs to get quests, the world will actively engage you. This could be an NPC that runs up to you asking for help, or a strange pillar that piques your interest as you walk by. You'll get notified when something could be potentially interesting, but then it's up to you to decide what to do about it. But keep in mind, the choices that you make have a real effect on how the world reacts to you from then on. Furthermore, you'll usually have to collect hints and clues about the world to learn more, rather than always just being told what the next objective is. This really decreases the monotony of questing, and gives you opportunities to experience the deep lore of Terminus in a more organic and exciting way. So with all of that in mind, that leaves us to answer the original question. Is Pantheon really the spiritual successor to EverQuest? I think by the definition we used, the short answer is yes. On the website, Pantheon even describes itself as classically spirited. The spirit of what this whole genre was based on in the first place is certainly present in the foundation of Pantheon, and that's a good thing. But the key distinction is that built upon that classically spirited foundation are a ton of brand new ideas. This shows that you can be a successor 
without being an emulator. The point I guess I'm trying to make here is that it's human nature to try to compare things in an attempt to understand them in terms that we're familiar with. But since there's still many aspects of Pantheon that we haven't even seen yet, it's all too easy to automatically fill in those blanks with whatever you want it to be. The problem with that is that it can make your perception of the game actually less accurate than if you were to just take it at face value and learn about it as its own game. For example, at first glance, a lot of people will look at Pantheon and say, oh, this is classic EverQuest with updated graphics. But that's actually not true at all. Putting Pantheon in that box with EverQuest just limits what you can learn about it. Now, if they're excited and that's how they hear about it for the first time, that's great. A lot of people have wanted an EverQuest with updated graphics for many years, and that's not inherently a bad thing. But the problem is that as soon as they see the first game that somewhat resembles what they want in their mind, they usually just draw that comparison, and will often turn a blind eye to anything that suggests otherwise. Because even if Pantheon is the closest thing to that out there, that doesn't mean they're similar in every way. If we want to actually understand Pantheon for what it really is, we have to dig a lot deeper and take into account that for every similarity, there are just as many differences. And if you keep an open mind and really look into things, you just might find that some of these changes are for the better, and you might like them even more than what you're used to. So I'm personally a big fan of being receptive to change and not holding on to the way things have always been done, just because that's what I may be used to. Though it may take some effort, sometimes change can ultimately be for the better. So as Pantheon continues development, I'd really encourage all of you to look at it as objectively and analytically as possible for what it really is, and not necessarily just what you hope it will be. Visionary Realms has made it clear that their goal is not simply to provide fan service to existing fans of EverQuest, Vanguard, or any other game, but to instead break new ground and set a new precedent for the future of the genre. So we really should be looking forward to what's possible, and not just backward to how things used to be. Sometimes that means making old things new again, but sometimes it also means leaving the past in the past. This route that VR is taking is naturally more risky, but just like adventuring in Terminus, any sort of progress almost always involves some degree of risk. Ultimately, only time will tell if that risk pays off, but in this case, if you ask me based on how it looks now, I think it will. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you learned something from it. And if you did, make sure you're subscribed now because I'll be releasing one of these each and every week until I've gone through my entire archive. And then even after that, I'll continue releasing all of my new videos right here in audio form as well. So while you're here, remember that you can rate and review this episode and share it with some of your friends that you think might be interested in Pantheon so that we can spread the word about the game to even more people and grow the community. So until next week, stay curious and adventure on.